the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Dr. David Anderson, senior pastor and founder of Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland. And I am so glad that you are tuned in now to our new special Saturday edition of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. You're going to hear conversations from recent talks where I've connected with radio listeners just like you to help them build bridges of reconciliation, race, religion, relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. All right, let's go to our first call in Landover, Maryland with Aisha, who's on the line. Hi, Aisha. How are you today? Did I say your I'm name doing right? I'm yourself. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. How yes, do you sir. say your name? Did I say it right? It's Aisha. Aisha. Okay, I did pretty well with that. So tell me, Aisha, what is your comment or question? My question is, as believers, we, um, we're actually supposed to do things God's way. Mm-hmm. And what God says about divorce is, is that we're not to remarry unless that spouse dies. Mm-hmm. Or unless we are reconciled back to our very first spouse. Right. So Unless they marry again. Right? I mean, yes, unless we are reconciled back to our mm-hmm. first spouse, the person that we originally married. If we um But if they marry if they marry again, just to be clear, if they marry again and then get divorced, uh you shouldn't remarry them back according to some of the old testament rules. But we're living in both Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah, I'm just God, add, yeah, I'm just God adding that to what you're saying. Yep, I'm just I'm just adding that to what you're saying. That's all. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm just trying to find out. A lot of people want to get remarried, mm-hmm. but don't see it as the word says. If you marry somebody else while that spouse is alive, you're considered committing adultery. Yeah. So how does that work? I mean, I've never been married before. Sure. But I see a lot of people saying, "Well, it's okay. It's okay." There's a lot of there's a lot of people that actually have a problem with it because of Jesus's words. It says, you know, if you marry somebody who uh, is divorced, they're still married in God's eyes, and so therefore you're committing adultery. And those were those were Jesus's words. Uh, there are a lot of people who agree with that. There's some people that would kind of disagree with that, and then there are some that would say it depends on the circumstances. So I would say it depends on the circumstances. Why? Because Jesus gives us uh, some exceptions here. The word of God gives us some exceptions. For instance, one exception, Jesus says in Matthew 5, is uh, adultery. So if you're married to somebody, Aisha, and they commit adultery, you can stay with them. You can forgive them and, and move on. That'd be awesome. And I think that's what God's desire would be. But if they do break that marital commitment, and commit adultery, you do have the right to let them go. And if you do, uh, then that would be a a biblical exception or reason for divorce. Now, I just want to make make sure that people who are listening to me don't think, my spouse committed adultery, I can go get a divorce now. 
But what I am saying is if your spouse commits adultery, continues to commit adultery, and they don't want to stay in the marriage and they're just not being right, if you divorce them, uh, I do not believe God will be mad at you. I believe he gives you a, a certificate to say, you know what? They broke the covenant. You can divorce. So there's, yeah. the, there's the first exception. There's another exception as well found yeah. in 1 Corinthians. And this is what they call abandonment. Uh, so adultery would be one. Yeah. Abandonment would be a second reason. And uh, that reason is, let's say, Aisha, you're married to a guy. And um, let's say you get saved. And he doesn't. And you've been praying for him to get saved, but now he's turned on you and he's saying, you know what? I don't even want to be married to you. You love that Jesus. You like that church. I don't even want to be married to you. Get out of my face. And you try to stay some more. You try to stay some more, but he's making it hard. He finally says, listen, I don't want anything to do with you. The text actually teaches us that we're allowed as believers then to let that person go and no longer be bound in that relationship. Now, again, I I don't want people to hear me to say, listen, if your spouse is unsaved, you can leave them. (laughs) I'm not saying that. Uh, But I just want to make sure to give the biblical teaching of the two biblical reasons for divorce. Now, in our culture, Aisha, some have added some things. (laughs) Like some have said, Dr. Anderson, you give two A's, adultery and abandonment. But what about abuse? Now, what some people would say Uh is abuse is another reason. But let me tell you how they justify it. They justify abuse by saying it's like abandonment. If a man is beating on Aisha, so Aisha's married, this dude is is beating on her, slapping her. She goes to the police. She does all these things, but he's just beating on her. Some would say Well, so what? It's not abandonment and it's not adultery. She needs to go home and take it. That's kind of old school chauvinism. But new school folk would Uh say, no, that may be abandonment too. He's abandoned loving her and now he is mistreating her. So he's emotionally abandoned her. Now, again, it's a bit of a stretch, but like my friend Tony Evans would probably have that view of it. And others would have that view of that is just another way of of cultural abandonment. They didn't have it in the same way back there. They have it this way now. And so let's call that abandonment. I don't know what you think about that. What? A, but I think what's going on in our culture now is what is adultery really uh, because of the Internet? What is abandonment because of abuse? This is why personally as a pastor, I believe that uh, divorces should be done in a way where there has pastoral care. So the pastors in the church can kind of oversee the circumstances and the situation. I've been in situations where I've taken men in at 3 o'clock in the morning to get a woman out of a situation, and we have allowed her to be separated from uh, her spouse and then ultimately uh, to divorce uh, to save her life. But without pastoral care and without the discernment of the Spirit, Sometimes people don't know whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether they're allowed to or not. So I would say uh, add pastoral leadership to trying to look into the circumstance because it's somewhat situational. Does that make sense to you? It does. And I'm, I mean, you brought up adultery, uh, abandonment, and abuse. And I, yeah. I mean, 
when it comes down to it, from what I know of the word, if you look at a woman with lust in your eyes, you're right. committing adultery right. anyway. If yeah. you're not, even if you're not physically involved in it, right? And I can understand the abandonment situation, but it also says if you being a saved one, you can sanctify your husband or your yeah. unsaved yeah. wife yeah. by not by words but by action. Mm-hmm. So, but my thing is like a lot of people in the church. Yes, they get married for the wrong reasons. Yes, yes. But then they say, okay, because I can't fix this and we can't fix that, <laughs> yes. then I want to get a divorce. And yes. it doesn't say about, okay, anything about, okay, well, my heart has gotten hard towards them mm-hmm. or they cheated on me. It's just that we're not compatible or anything. So yeah. my thing is yeah. I understand and I respect the real reasons for divorce, but I'm still like wondering, okay, even with those and even with the, the things that actually God can fix, because we can't fix those certain other little ninks and kinks. Right. Why would people feel that? Okay. Well, since this went wrong here, then I can just go get married again. Right. But God says, you know, if it's not a biblical reason, that you're getting divorced, then yep. if you choose to go get married again, you're committing adultery. Well, and here's because you're right. That first mm-hmm. marriage, I never ended it. You decided to end it. You know. Well, and that's so that's that's my thing. And I'm with you. A lot of people are getting divorced because okay, well, I got married for the wrong reasons. Well, yep. now I want to get married for the right yep. reasons. Yep. Oh well, I married this one for the wrong reasons. Yep. I'm like, okay, but you're just continuing to commit adultery, and people are like, well. They're trying to manipulate the words. They well, God said a man shouldn't be alone. I'm like, mm. uh, hello. Yeah. Is can somebody give some answer yeah. to this? Because even women think that way, you know. And, well, and this is I why you have one, to have, you have to have pastoral care over these situations because mm-hmm. without having pastoral care, it, it, it there's a lot of circumstances that go on. And you're right, people left to their own are making their own decisions about compatibility. Like they're making decisions about who to marry. Now, even marrying someone, I think you ought to have pastoral care, premarital counseling, because you may think this is the person for you, but it may not be. We, we need a confirmation. We need affirmation. We need prayer. We need insight. We need wisdom and discernment. And when you have pastoral care, it really, really helps. Uh, but you're right. People are just marrying because uh, she looks good. You know, he looks fine. I'm I'm 30 years old. I'm 40. I want to have a baby. I'm 35. You know, all of this other stuff. And so we we take marriage into our own hands instead of saying, God, what you have joined together, you know, is is the Lord joining them together. You're right, Aisha. And then what happens on the other side when it doesn't work out? Well, is God tearing it apart or are you tearing it apart? Let no man uh, tear asunder. Uh, the scripture mm-hmm. says. And so, I mean, you're right on, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm right with you. Then the question becomes, should someone remarry? The same process of should someone marry, the same process of should someone get divorced is the same process I believe we should have should someone get remarried. And that is pastoral care to help understand what the scriptures say, what the scriptures mean, and uh, what God is saying right now to that couple. And without that, I think people are like without a shepherd. And so without a shepherd, they're making all kinds of decisions. Boy, you've kicked my show off really well. Aisha, yeah. thank you so very much, okay? <laughs> thank you. Blessings. God be all the glory. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook 
and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came mm-hmm. out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, Get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Let's go to Juanita in Baltimore, Maryland. Hi, Juanita. It's Dr. David Anderson. How are you? Um, okay, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? Okay, I have a situation. Um, this is my second marriage. Okay. Um, I I married the second time at tw- age of 24. Mm. And I was a babe in Christ. Okay. Um, still learning the voice of the Lord at the time, although I don't know why I was so stupid to do something like I mm. did. But anyway... Um, I kind of got involved with a married man who was a pastor. Uh-huh. And I told him, you know, what I felt the lead of the Holy Spirit. And um, he said, of course, and well, if the Holy Spirit didn't tell me that you were supposed to marry me, whatever, whatever, whatever. I left alone, we left alone, but then we ended up getting um, involved. Okay. So he was having an adulterous affair with me. Got it. You're um, the other his, woman. His wife divorced. Yes. Okay. His wife uh, divorced him, and um, a few months later, he married me. Okay. Um, now, ever since we married, I'll be quite honest, I've just felt in my spirit, that's not your husband. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and it's, it's, it's causing me problems. Now, we've, we've been married 22 years. 22? Right. 22. Wow. But it's causing, I, I can't let that go. I, you know, I told my husband how I feel. And he says, you know, God has forgiven us. Um, forgive yourself and mm-hmm. let's, you know, keep working on our marriage. Right. So my question, I guess, is because <laughs> I'm really at the point of divorce. I, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. Um, what, what, what do I do in this perspective? Do I, do I is, has God forgiven us? I mean, I know God's a forgiving God, but because I'm still in the relationship, yeah. You know, I just, just my mind is that. So if you can help me out. Well, first of all, have you gone to the previous wife and apologized and admitted what you've done? I have. Okay. And how did she respond, by the way? She is, she's at a I don't care mode, you know. She right. doesn't want to talk to me, you know. Sure. Doesn't want to accept my apology. Yeah. Um, 
I I understand that. You know, yeah. I, I understand where sure. she is. So sure. I can't be mad at her for that. But I, I did apologize. Yeah, good. Well, he is your husband now. And so what you, in my, in my opinion, you know, uh, kind of like my last caller says, the Lord, or is it you? This is my opinion. You have to take it before God. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, he's your husband. Now, if you got into it wrong, uh, don't get out of it wrong and make two wrongs a right. Two wrongs don't make a right. And so what I would say is do what you're supposed to do and love him surrender to him and make this work because this is your second marriage too um you know and so both of you guys are in a second marriage uh don't get divorced and then try to go get in a third marriage or something else you got in it wrong but you ask the lord for forgiveness you ask the person for forgiveness whether they did or not is on them and now you got to do what's right make it the best you can make it um so that's that's my two cents on it now, again, it's between you and the Holy Spirit, too, because if you're getting this sense that he's not my husband, he's not my husband, well, he is your husband. You know, you didn't get him right, uh, and you got into it wrong. Uh, but you're at least admitting that. You're open to admitting it. You're being honest about it. This is what repentance is. You go before the Lord, and you go before him and her, and you say, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm not going to do this again, and then make this right. And the way to make it right is not by now ending this one and getting into another one. No, make this the best you can. Based on what you've told me, that's what I'm seeing. What do you think? That gives me peace. It does? Okay, good. Because you said you're at the edge of divorce, and I'm like, oh, Lord, no. Yeah, there, are many, there are many reasons to get a divorce, but I don't think this is one of them. Uh, you got in it wrong, but, you know, you're you're in it. You know, my mama or somebody used to always say, maybe your mom said it too, but you made your bed lie in it. Have you ever heard that? Yes, so now yes that, I have. So now that you're lying in it, you might as well get it right, make it comfortable. Uh, and, you know, unless, <laughs> you know, and so, but if he's a good man, uh, you know, uh, the, and it's been 22 years, you know, make it the best you can make it. Uh, and I think I think God can still honor it. He can forgive you. He can move on. His grace covers a multitude of sins. That was a bad one. It really was. And you should always be grieved over it. But then don't be shamed over it because you already you already God already paid for that on the cross. And you did what you were supposed to do to make it right. Now let's love the way God wants you to love. That's what I would do. That's my two cents. Hey, Crystal, welcome back. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um I um, was wanting to ask, um, I got married through the courthouse. Right. I didn't have the opportunity to get a pastor to do a counseling and do the whole wedding like I'd like it to be. Right. Um, at the time, I decided to buy a house instead of having a big wedding. Understood. Okay. And um, now I'm wondering, as I'm listening, is is my marriage considered invalid since I didn't do it that way? Mm-hmm. Through God's eyes. Mm. That's a great question. So if I get married by the courts, is it really a marriage? Well, yes, legally, it's really a marriage. You've consummated it, I I am assuming, through relations. And so, yes, it is still a marriage in God's God's eyes. Now, are both of you believers now? We are. Yeah. And so in God's eyes, you're married. Uh, I do believe in sacred marriage and in secular marriage. So if it's, if a marriage is secular, it doesn't mean it's of God. But once you consummate it, it really is of God. And now you got to live under God's lordship. And that sounds to me like what you're doing. So you're okay. Now, if you want to have a spiritual ceremony, do it for your renewal. How long have you guys been married? 
about to be 11, and I do want to do that. So at 12, at 12 then, uh, just like a, a kid who's bar mitzvah or whatever like that, make 12, when Jesus became an adult, you know, at 12 and everything, in the temple, all this stuff, make 12 the time that you do a renewal for your marriage and do it with a pastor. It's going to be great. What do you think? Oh. I think that's great. I am a member of your church. Oh, so you I are? Probably just meet. Oh, yeah. great. Well, come come into the lobby and introduce yourself to me. I'll put a face to the conversation. Let's get a pastor to marry you. I think it'd be great for a renewal. Hey, listen, I got to run to a break, Crystal. Yeah. Thanks a lot for calling. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on the Stop Provoking Radio Show, where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Will you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. AndersonSpeaks.com. All right, let's kick it off in Sykesville, Maryland, with Pamela, who's on the line. Hi, Pamela. Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm wonderful, Dr. Anderson. How about yourself? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for calling. What are you thinking today? What I'm thinking is communication, interpersonal communication, is between two individuals, no Mm. matter where you are or who you are. And the hardest thing for communication on an interpersonal level is ensuring the individual that you're speaking with receives the communication appropriately because of their background, their history, Mm -hmm. their personality. You can say something and mean one thing, Mm -hmm. and they can take it a completely different way. Yes, yeah. And that's a very difficult aspect of interpersonal communication. That's right. And the reason why people can misread communication is oftentimes because of assumptions, Uh, sometimes because of cultural differences, but oftentimes it's because of emotions and assumptions and feelings that uh, people have what they call implied meaning. In other words, they feel like what you're saying, you're using words but you actually mean something else, which uh, oftentimes creates all kinds of confusion. Isn't that right, Pamela? Absolutely. And texting is one of those big issues because someone will get a text and they'll go, oh, didn't you read between the lines? Uh, And you're like, no, I I didn't see anything. (laughs) Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, so you've made some good points, and I'm glad you called the show today. God bless you. Thanks a lot for calling. Okay, Pamela? You as well. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Blessings. That's Pamela from Sykesville, Maryland. All right. Let's uh, go to Washington, D.C. and talk to Laverne. Hey, Laverne, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm fine, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with me. What are you thinking today? Well, I had a situation with a lady. um, She and I started 
uh, as friends with a long time. So we've had like uh, 45 years of uh, friendship, 45 years. Mm. And it could be a little bit longer than that. But anyway, we, we started having these uh, ups and downs. And I, I, I said, well, I haven't did anything to her. And I just went on and on and on and on for you know a couple of more years. And then in a class at church, I learned that I should be the bigger person mm. and, and go to her and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Whatever I've done to you, mm. and be to be honest with you, I didn't feel like I had done anything to her. Yeah, really you were trying don't. to you and, were trying to be the bigger person. Yes, yeah, so I just went. I called her, and um, I I talked to her uh, briefly, mm-hmm. and you know she was really like dry. And I asked her. I said, "Well, I don't know what it is exactly what happened between us." And I asked her, "Could we, you know, try to, you know." try to get it together and reconcile, and, and I tell her, I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever happened. I did how or did she said re- or How did she respond? And so she she took a, she, her response, which she took a long time, she took a deep breath. Then she says, let me give you a couple of scriptures of a, of a friend. So she started throwing all these scriptures at me, mm-hmm. and I'm, she turned the pages, throwing these scriptures at me, and I say, thank you so much. And I say, I said, but you haven't answered my question. Actually, can you, you forgive me? Mm-hmm. And so she say, yeah, I forgive you. And then I haven't heard from her since, and okay. that's been like four months, four, Got six it. months. Okay, so that is the so difference I between— calling her. Right, that's the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. She says that she forgave you, and maybe she did— but that doesn't necessarily mean she wants to reconcile with you and become friends again like you used to be, which is really tough if you've been friends that, for 45 that, years, that, right? That, that's right. That, that's right. That's, that's got to right. be difficult, right? Really, to be honest with you, no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes it's, you just, it's that difficult. Sometimes you just got to let it go. I know the friend I've been. I know the friend I've been, you know, and, and I know that when she – uh, every once in a while, she'll she'll pass a word to somebody else. Mm. Uh, they come back to me, and I say, I say, well, you know, no matter what, I say, I still love her, and I just leave it like that. I don't, tell, well, I don't a, give that person nothing to take back to her. That's a good place to be, Miss Laverne. Thank you so much for calling. You've been listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, a ministry of Bridgeway Community Church. We would love to have you join us at Bridgeway in our Performing Arts Theater in Columbia, Maryland for one of our three identical Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and noon. Or join us online at www.bridgeway.cc. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson airs live weekdays on this station and is ready to take your calls. Tune in at 3 p.m. weekdays on WAVA 105.1 FM. We hope to see you tomorrow at church.